You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good morning, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you today in the morning this, this week. How are you doing? I am well, thank you, Richard Sweatman. I like how people use my last name. I'm glad. <laughs> It's, anyway. just, it's the only moment of formality in this podcast. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, how have you been, mate? I've been good. I'll share that uh, what I've been getting into lately, um, and that is um, World Cup fantasy football. <laughs> now, Fun. you know what this football soccer World Cup is, right? Yes. You're yes. aware that's happening. Do you know what fantasy football is? You might yes, have- I've actually done it for the NRL. Have you really? Yeah, I've played it before. It's fun. Oh, you're such a good sport. Was that? Uh, did somebody invite you in? Was that uh, your own yeah, passion? Yeah, it was, it was back when I was doing MTS and some mates were doing it. I wasn't very good. I basically liked it because it's buying and selling like the share market. Yeah. Which is, makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. I've, I had planned to explain the whole thing to you, but you're <laughs> in good shape. So for football, um, I was invited in by some friends here at church to this uh, nice. to the football fantasy. And what you do for the World Cup is you choose your players out of a certain budget um, from any of the World Cup playing teams uh, to oh. start off with. So Australia, uh, Croatia, Germany, Spain, and so on. And uh, then you, um, they will get points each round, each game. Doesn't matter which game they're playing in. But if they, uh, if the players take to the field, they'll get a point for minutes because it is hard okay. to choose who will be selected. Uh, they'll get points for um, keeping out goals, preventing goals. They'll get points for scoring goals. They'll get points nice. for passing, uh, doing good passes. They'll get points and they lose points for letting in goals or... Oh, no, they lose points. Yeah, they can get <laughs> negative points for letting in goals or getting yellow cards or, or other, those other things. So um, it is, uh, it's been surprisingly addictive. Uh, yes, so, I can imagine. I, I'm not surprised by that. That sounds super duper fun. Um, the I have spent my and Andy's doing it as well, of course. And so yeah, we, nice. we spent a disproportionately large amount of time trying to work out <laughs> who, which of the good matchups. You know, do, do, do you play the Netherlands against Qatar? That looks like a pretty good matchup. Uh, who would take to the field? What does the yeah. past history show? Who is more likely to score? How can you afford the more likely ones? Is there a more discounted player? who is likely to score. Um, and you just, I don't know, I went into it with this whole heap of confidence that will go well. And then now and then it, it has. I chose this up-and-coming Netherlands striker called Gakpo, uh, who is uh, who scored in every game in the first three games, which is nice. very good. Nice. Uh, but a big weakness was that I couldn't bring myself to play players who were playing against Australia, even though they were likely oh, to no. well, out of loyalty. Oh, no. Really, it's not how fantasy football league supposed to work and i did not no. put mbappe on the field and he got lots of goals and i lost a lot of points to um, oh. to fellow people in the comp who had no qualms about yeah putting, <laughs> on, putting on big points against australia so um i've fallen way behind i was in the lead maybe for a, a, a day after the first couple of the first games oh. when a few things went my way but i'm, I'm comfortably in the back quarter so yeah with, with the the people there but you stuck to your principles and that does matter (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) it doesn't feel good on the ladder (laughs) but um no it's been great fun have you done any more nrl fantasy football no but um i don't know if you have all this terminology but we would call like the young player did you call him bapo or something mbappe yeah 
No, the the one that was the cheaper oh, one from the Netherlands. Gakpo. Gak- okay, yeah, he he would be called a cash cow. Oh, really? In fantasy football NRL. <laughs> so you're looking you're looking for a cash cow where you don't have to pay much, but you get a whole lot from him. I don't know actually know why it's called a cash cow. I don't even know what the phrase means. Really, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. But you're looking for the people who were some amazing player gets an injury and they're off the bench and they get lots of minutes because they're just like a little energizer bunny. Yeah. And, oh, the points and the numbers and the. Do you still remember any names of your your good selections? Nah, it was all about <laughs> the buying and selling for me. So, so yeah. I really didn't perform well. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was fun. So that, yeah, only if only a few more weeks of, of that. Um, oh, that's. I, I do great. do the English Premier League one as well, but uh, the it's I, the World Cup's had a lot more color to it, and, and yeah. it's been fun. Oh, that sounds great. How about you, Joe? What's uh, going oh, on your Oh, well, world? you know when you see a massive spider on your wall and you think, I'll deal with that, mm-hmm. and then you don't, and then you can't find it later and you think, <laughs> I'm now going to have a spider on my face in the middle of the night and wake up quite dramatically. That's yes. basically my, my mind process. Oh, Tonight, no. today, I found something different and I was quite disconcerted. So I've renovated the house. I've got new screens on the house. It's mm. basically Fort Knox yep. for insects. Yep. I look down at my second floor house, like in my up up the floor upstairs house floor on the house. That was really unclear. In my bedroom, which is up the stairs, I look down on the floor, and there I see before me a little skink. Oh, a little skink! I know. And I thought, oh, how did you get here? Did you? You couldn't have been dropped in here by something. It looks. I felt like this house was locked down. So did mm. you climb the stairs? In which case, you must be really tired. Like, <laughs> what a big day you've had. And it looked dead because it was just sitting there. And mm. I thought, okay, I'm just going to think about it. So I walk away. <laughs> come yeah. think. I'm going to talk about this in the podcast. Come back, and it's gone. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have a skink on my face in the middle of the night. You've it's going to be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so I'm kind of glad it's not dead. But I'm also sad it's not dead because yeah. that would have been a really simple situation to deal with. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think I think you'll be all right. I don't think skinks do, do the face drop thing. I know, but it could have climbed the stairs. Yeah. So it can it can get to me even if it's. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm not genuinely scared. Like yeah. I won't lose sleep. I'll happily. No. But I do also have visions of stepping on it, which I don't want to do. Yeah. And yeah. Also destroy my carpet which is new <laughs> so i do actually care more about the carpet than the skink i did pause yes. and think about that before i talked about it on the podcast but yeah anyway all these things to say nature has come inside my house and it's yeah, disconcerting that's right there is no fort knox when it comes to skinks and spiders and things like that's that that's exactly right that's exactly. Uh, i should have known this but the house i grew up in had no fly screens or anything so i never cared but this house has screens anyway <laughs> Anyway, we should talk about the Bible. Yes. What have you been reading in the Bible, Joe? Oh, well, I'm making my way through the chronological Bible reading thing. Yeah. And there have been times where I've been absolutely sceptical and there have been times I've really quite enjoyed just uh, like the piecing together of the Gospels as the narrative unfolds Yeah. Um, in each different Gospel being brought together. But I'm now into Acts. I'm in Acts 9 and yeah. I've noticed something that I have never noticed. Acts 9 is a super familiar passage to me. Saul on the road to Damascus being called by um, Jesus, you know, and him losing his vision, finding Ananias. I've always loved this chapter. and yeah. But then I discovered something that I've never noticed before. So here oh, we go. Cool. I'm going yeah. to read from verse 13. Yeah. Lord Ananias answered, I've heard from many people about this man, being Paul, how much harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. He has authority here from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. 
But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is my chosen instrument to take my name to the Gentiles, kings and the Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And the thing I had never noticed, so we've got Ananias talking to the Lord mm. and he's saying, you know, this guy is a dangerous guy to Christians. Yeah. But the thing I'd never noticed is the absolute contrast because the chief priests think Paul is their guy, their chosen instrument, running around being a chosen instrument of death and um, ah, you know, yeah. arresting arresting Christians. Like mm. he is their weapon because they're not doing it themselves. They're mm. going and sending this guy, Paul. He is their chosen instrument of arrests and death. Mm. And instead, Jesus uses this, fra- this phrase, he is my chosen instrument, and what's he going to do? He's going to suffer. So instead of making other people suffer, he is going to suffer in my name, and he's going to take Jesus' name to the Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. And yeah. I just thought, what an amazing contrast. Like the, the servanthood of Paul to Jesus compared to the servanthood of Paul to the chief priests. Yeah, I like amazing. that reversal. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's not a chief priest himself. He's not a no. Levite. He's no. of the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. Um, off persecuting um, Jesus and his followers. Yeah. But um, he gets turned around to be, um, yeah, owned by the Lord. And yeah. a complete contrast. And and the thing that really jumped to mind is we had this meeting, you and I were at this meeting yesterday, preaching planning meeting for preaching Galatians next year at church. Mm. And we we're talking about in the first talk, it's um, Paul has this greeting in the letter, grace and peace to you from God the Father. And he starts all his letters with a grace and peace beginning. Yeah. And I think this man who previously would have entered a space looking to condemn Christians now yeah. greets them in letters with grace and peace from the Lord the Father. Oh, and it's yeah. the turnaround of being a chosen instrument of punishment mm. to being a message of hope in like being um, taking the Lord's name around yeah. to the Gentiles. I just, I just am loving the contrast. So yeah, so because he wasn't, um, he wasn't bringing peace uh, initially on his way to Damascus. No. no, he was going to go persecute, find the Christians yeah. and persecute them. And so I guess it's a, um, I mean, it's a testimony to God's power and the yeah. mercy of the lord but it's all, and also an example and paul makes this point himself that he it's a, a reversal of yeah. someone's whole direction in life uh, yes absolutely can happens to us as well yeah and it's it's the beginning of the gospel going to gentiles of which i am one and and so it's this um moment where i can see god having mercy on me and so many others because um, he's had mercy on the on so many people of you know Jewish descent mm. in the disciples spreading the gospel throughout Jerusalem, and mm. now it's going to the Gentiles. And so it's just this flood of mercy coming from a man who he starts with him. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, great! And well done yeah. on persevering on your uh, chronological Bible reading. Yes. Are well, I figure we can talk about it next week when we reflect on what we've learned because next week's our last podcast for yeah. the year. And I thought, oh, I'm going to reflect on it. And Thomas, the guy who's our um, podcast guy who does our editing when we make errors or uploads the, the, the thing, he mm. said, I'm curious to hear how, how, how it's been going. So I'm <laughs> going to talk about it next week, the uh, chronological Bible reading. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been reading, mate? Well, yeah, I thought I'd um, reflect a little bit more on that. Uh, another chapter from that book I mentioned, Spiritual Depression, Its Causes and Cures oh, yeah. by Martin Lloyd-Jones. 
um, it's it's unusual for me to to come back to a book, so I'm breaking a bit of a pattern here, but it just really uh, has got me thinking. I wanted to share with you and the listeners another insight. Um, so he's uh, last time I think I spoke about the um, the way uh, we are to speak to ourselves more than listen to ourselves. That was one mm-hmm. of the things from chapter one. Um, speak the truths of the gospel uh, in in our moments of um, weakness and depression and anxiety and so on. Um, but then for, elsewhere in the book, he, he just takes a passage from Scripture and kind of expounds it and applies it, particularly with this mm. issue of, um, as he would say, sad Christians or, or worried Christians. Uh, and the chapter that um, got me thinking a fair bit was in chapter 10, where he reflects on Luke eight twenty two to 25, mm-hmm. which is the passage where Jesus is asleep in the boat and the storm comes up and he, the disciples wake him and he rebukes oh, the yeah. wind and the wave and then says to them, uh, well, where is your faith? Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Martin Lloyd-Jones is quite powerful on this because he takes this rebuke and makes a lot of great observations about Jesus, his deity, and at, at, at this very moment his humanity and deity are both in view because he's sort of tired, asleep, exhausted in the boat, but also um, supreme over the wind and the waves and um, mm. rebukes them. But what's interesting then is how the way he actually after rebuking the wind and the waves, rebukes the disciples uh, for their lack of faith. Mm. And um, I'll just read a quote here saying, he he rebuked them for being in that state of agitation and terror and alarm while he was with them in the boat. That is our first great lesson we have to apply to ourselves and to one another. It is very wrong for a Christian ever to be in such a condition. And he, he goes on to say yeah. it's... It's quite firm, actually. There's no getting around it. It's quite firm to say that um, if Jesus is with you, uh, the question is, where is your faith? Yeah, why are you getting agitated, carried away, distressed uh, when I'm with you? Where is your faith? Where is your trust? So um, I found myself, you know, a little rebuked by that, to be honest. Mm. Um, And um, it's led me to... uh, pause when i'm feeling a bit worried or down or anxious to think well yeah jesus is with me where is my faith my faith is in him um yeah i'll be safe with jesus you know that 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 train of thought and that was very helpful coming out of this chapter Mm, mm. did you have any sense of as you were reading it i felt a a desire to reject it (laughs) (laughs) which is part of you know when you're being rebuked sometimes you want to reject it um Did you feel that and how did you work through it? Yeah. Um, for me, no. no. Okay. I think maybe I've got a sensitive conscience, but my when I get rebuked, I instinctively think the rebuker is correct. That's just my natural yeah. go-to. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, that's lovely What's to yours? be so tender. To, <laughs> well, I guess I was listening to it, him, um, that the phrasing of what he's saying, that if Jesus is with you, there's no place for mm. this kind of emotional distress reaction mm. of uh, like to be. And when you said there's no getting around it, my initial thought was, well, I want to get around it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I started thinking about, oh, but what about all these situations where actually the distress is really warranted? And what about the Psalms? Like my mind was going there as mm. you were talking. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what he's advocating is that we, remember Jesus is with us and that that shapes our response in times of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Is that totally. what, you, what he, you would say? That does is what he said. He does he uses the category of self-control. 
yep. um, which is helpful, I think, because it's an acknowledgement that things are getting out of control yeah. um, in terms of our feeling or agitation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not that you know, that's a reality, but the question yeah. is self-control. Um, yeah. and can we exercise a godly self-control and direct our minds back to faith? Where is yeah. our faith? Because uh, as in Jesus, yeah. Because even as we talk about that, I I do think there's a place for um, overwhelming grief and deep sorrow, all those kinds of words that mm. we even see in scripture and we see happening in in Christians' lives. Mm. Um, but I also really can see in my own heart a desire to say, "Oh, I can just be unchained in my emotion and <laughs> yes. and 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 whatever happens there, I'll later deal with that with God yes. rather than thinking Jesus is with me right now." Yes. Um and I can look to him in comfort and that being my moment of self-control of like crying out to God yeah. in distress. Yeah. So, mm, wow, what an encourage like that is that's that's a intense rebuke yeah yeah so I, I i think there's still more thinking to be done on this one i've got yeah. this on the ebook i'm contemplating getting the physical book because just yeah because i'm just to digest it really well yeah yeah it's a funny mm. process but that's another tangent uh, mm. it is time for us to wrap up joe <laughs> is there a, we've had some great chats about uh, skinks yes. loose in your home fantasy <laughs> football i learned something about you i did not know Yes. Acts and, uh, yeah, Jesus rebuking his disciples. Lots of mm. great stuff there. Um, mm. Is there any message you would like to uh, Oh, well, maybe just we have one more episode left for the year, which we're looking to reflect on how God's grown us. And so if you want to let us know how God's grown you um, throughout the year, we can maybe share that as part of the podcast. But also um, why not invite someone to Christmas church or Christmas Eve church at your church this year or maybe your carol service. Now is a time to share and celebrate Jesus' birthday. Um, it's a great time. People are keen to hear about um, Christmas things, um, Christmas events. So why not invite them and let them hear about the good news of Jesus? Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Well, thanks, Joe. It's been great chatting. I will yep. see you again next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. Bye.